Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Recovery Guy. My name is Robert. It is always, always, always good to be with you uh, today. And I hope uh, this day finds you well, whether you are listening to it uh, Monday, Tuesday, any day during the week, any time during the week. I hope it is uh, doing something for you and encouraging you along your way. Uh, as we trudge this road to happy destiny, right? If we're going to have a destiny, it might as well be happy. That is for sure. Hey, today's um, today's podcast uh, is uh, is called normalcy, right? Great word, normalcy. And normalcy is the act of or the state of being normal. And I have this friend of mine named Wendy, and Wendy is a dear friend uh, uh, to me and and known her for uh, quite a few years uh, from day one in her recovery. And uh, we've had a chance to sit and meet with her um, when we vacationed in Florida uh, this last year, and uh, her boyfriend Nick uh, and her came down to meet Laura and me, and we had breakfast together and spent some time together, and it was uh, it was great meeting someone that um, the relationship starts in social media and we were given the opportunity to get together and uh, she is uh, doing incredible i'm so proud of her in her incredible pursuit of lifetime recovery one day at a time and the only way i could be more proud of her was if she was my biological daughter so i've sort of adopted her not that she needed a dad but uh, maybe I needed another daughter just like her. Uh, The strides that she has made in her life uh, uh, is really the example of what recovery is designed to be. I've seen her have tremendous victory, and I've seen her struggle. And in her struggles, she has always striven to be the best and to work through things and to never get up, and that is admirable. Early on in uh, Wendy's recovery, uh, we talked about a lot of things, and a lot of times it was it was understanding terminology and things that she was hearing um, in meetings and, and what she had hoped and wanted to be. And one of Wendy's words was normal. She wanted to be considered normal, and when she expressed that in open meetings, the response was that she would never be normal, right? And sadly, uh, at the time, they didn't really take the time to explain to her um, what it meant um, and and the difference between normal and normal. So again, today's podcast is entitled Normalcy, and I'd like to think that that feeling and being considered normal should be the goal of every person in recovery. So many of us come 
into recovery. So many of us have a background of, of an abnormal approach to life. And this abnormal approach to giving and receiving led to great pain. Uh, and that pain, of course, was masked by drugs or alcohol. And along the way, what started as a controlled escape turned into an uncontrollable addiction. Uh, to one extent, I'll never be considered normal. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, because then normalcy would be considered me thinking I could ever safely partake in alcohol or drugs again. And it says the great obsession of every abnormal drinker is to prove that they can, that they can drink or successfully drink and therefore non-alcoholic, right? I don't, I don't need that. Because I have a mental obsession coupled with a physical allergy and I will never, nor do I want to achieve normalcy in that area. Why would I, why would I want that? Why would I gamble you know, with that? One of the great things going back to um, uh, Tom Bennett, one of my early mentors in recovery was that I have this mental obsession covered with a physical allergy and the physical allergy is what prevents me from ever being normal in this area of alcohol or drug consumption, right? There's no, there's no middle of the road. There's no, you know, having one drink or two drinks or one hit or one line or whatever and stopping. It is, it is Katie bar the door because, you know, we're not going to show up for three or four days at a time if we ever show up back again at all. So that is stamped in my DNA, right? It's, it's there, and I'm perfectly fine with that. What I do have an opportunity and what recovery is, is that mental obsession, overcoming. That's what I recover from, the mental obsession. I recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. The mind triggers my using, and therefore it leads me to a, uh, a hopeless state of my body uh, as well. The life that I have chosen is 100% abstinence from substances. I want to make that very clear. In the definary de definition of the, um, uh, of the word n normal, uh, I, have, I, I have striven to, to really coach and not only to achieve for myself, but to achieve this with the people that I that I coach. Uh, you know, prior to recovery, once again, I lived life feeling abnormal. And in recovery, I have found that I can achieve a sense of normalcy in my day-to-day -day living, right? Have you found that for uh, for yourself? I hope that you have, and let's just take a minute to define what, uh, what the word normal is. Uh, normal is defined as conforming to a type, standard, or regular pattern characterized by that which is considered usual, typical, typical, 
or routine. That's, that just described my sobriety and so many other people. And I'm not saying that every now and then we don't get on a roller coaster and we have to scream to get off or, um, you know, life needs to slow down a little bit because I think that's true for everyone, uh, addicted or non-addicted, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, uh, compulsive behavior uh, bends or not. But it's conforming to a type, standard, or regular pattern. I am very regular in my course of living. And I, and I like it that way. I, I'm very predictable. And I like that because that is a 180 degree turn from the unpredictable life I had. I was, I was known, you know, essentially by living a life that was uh, best defined by Mr. Toad's wild ride. You never knew what I was going to show up looking like or if I was going to show up at all. Today, my life is characterized by what is considered usual. And, and thank God, it, it wasn't very long into my recovery uh, that outside the circles of addiction or, or recovery or 12-step or treatment, and I would share some of my story with some people, and and the response was no way. That's not you. You you didn't used to live that way. You you seem so normal. You seem so common. You seem so average, right? I was just this person who was living life on life's terms, just like they were. I was living a usual, typical, and routine life. I was showing up when I was supposed to show up. I was doing what I was supposed to be doing when I got there. That is normalcy. I want that for me. I want that for you. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be normal. I think if we try to reject normalcy, we're rejecting that area, that standard, that regular pattern in life. I want to lay down at the end of my day and know that my day was pretty typical that nothing really exciting necessarily happened, although my life is pretty exciting, and nothing really negative happened. It was just a usual, usual day, right? Um, and I hope that's what you want as well. Don't you want to end your day typically or following a standard or regular pattern? Because when I do that, the likelihood is I am going to awake the same way that I went to sleep, right? So if I get to the end of my day and I consider my day to be characterized by usual, typical, or routine, that is going to likely be how I start my day. It is, it is because of this definition, I believe the major difference between a person who is addicted to a substance and one who isn't is that the non-addicted person has found other ways to dealing with life on life's terms. Maybe they, they figured something out or maybe they didn't struggle with the same challenges that you and I did. Maybe they learned some things along the way that allowed them to cope, to adjust, to have this normal life. Maybe they didn't have the distractions that you and I have. Be, but now we can be in a room with these people and no one would know that we were addicted, 
that no one would know that our life was off the rails, that no one would know that we faced a life that most people die from. And here we are today sharing this time with this podcast. And it's because I have have reached the sense of normalcy. And I hope you are there as well and that you're always striving to become even more typical, more usual, more routine. That's what I want to be. I want my life to be just like, almost like a flat line, although if I'm on a heart monitor, that's what I don't want. I want it to go up and up and up and up and up and reach and up and up. You know how that chart goes. But the rest of my life, I want it to be as flat as possible. I'm going to have a high here and a low there. Again, we just call that life. But we can have that. And we now in recovery find different ways to deal with life on life's terms. So how do we, as a people of recovery, reach a state of normalcy? How do we do that? just going to cover seven simple things with you. And once again, don't worry about them. Well, they're going to be in the notes as always, and you can just copy those down and save them for later and adjust them, edit them, delete them, do whatever you want to do. But at least it's a jumping off place for you. Number one, we're going to make a daily commitment to our recovery. Number two, we're going to take time to pray and to medicate, uh, med- meditate, not medicate, meditate to ask God for direction. Number three, we're going to find and stay close to people who are committed to the same goal or goals. Number four, we're going to read and study information that tends to speak to the average person, not only addicts. Number five, we're going to practice consistency. So practice consistency in your life. Number six, be accountable to the people in and out of our addiction. And number seven, we're going to practice PDR. And I'll explain that to you in just a moment. So let's talk about making a daily commitment to our recovery. As we know in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and and other monotheistic religions, it's about renewal. And we, we are renewed daily. Every day, even though there's a continuum, in our, a continuum in our days, and we call that weeks and months, years and life, we want to make a daily commitment. We want to be renewed daily by the renewing of our minds right? And that is my daily commitment because really when it comes to 12-step groups, um, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual conditioning. We're a daily reprieve. So make that daily commitment to our life, to our normalcy, to the particular path or direction that we have chosen and what has been chosen for us. And I like that where we have a daily reprieve based on the maintenance of our spiritual conditioning. So we go from daily, daily reprieve, to that God, that higher power centered living. Therefore, 
We need to take time to pray and to meditate, to ask for God or our higher power's direction. Because we're not a self-directed person. (laughs) We saw what that can lead to. So we want to be directed by that power that's greater than ourself. You know, in step two of recovery, we came to believe that a power greater than ourself could restore us to sanity. In number three, we made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood God. If you aren't a person who can wrap your head around the concept of God, uh, I want you to read the chapter to the agnostic. And then if you really have a problem, I'm serious, if you really, and I want everyone to stay in AA, there's room for everyone. But if you have a problem with the concept of God and a higher power, there's a possibility that Alcoholics Anonymous or the other 12-step programs are not for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. that. That doesn't mean that recovery isn't for you. It doesn't mean that at all. I think recovery is for everyone who wants it. Regardless of who we are, where we came from, our nationality, our ethnicity, our, our, our gender position, it, nothing matters. Only do you want this to occur. And for some of us, we have to find different ways before we settle on the way. Some of us are more secular. Some of us are more, are more religiously oriented. Some are more naturally affected or led. Some are of the intellectual variety. It really doesn't matter. What matters is not how you recover. It's that you recover. So please keep that in mind. Number three, find and stay close to people who are committed to the same goals. You know, water seeks its own level. And that's just, that's a natural scientific principle. We know that because of how water flows. And when it gets even, it comes back, it balances, it levels out. The same with you and me. We need to seek our own level. Whatever sense of normalcy we decided is for us as a starting place, we need to find people who are committed to that lifestyle as well because we need to learn from them, they need to learn from us, and a synergistic effect takes place that produces a third element and hopefully even more powerful as we conduct our life. But we need to find, you know, we can always find the, the bar that was open, the negative relationship. We can always find the drug dealer. We can always find whatever we wanted to find to make our feel good feel good when we were out there ripping and running. Couldn't we? Of course we could. We got to protect the supply, right? We were, we were good at that. And then we needed to consume the supply in the same way. You know, we need to find people who are on the same path as we are on, and then we need to stay close to them to discover what they're doing and uncover to them what we are doing. And between the two of us, we find even a more powerful, powerful way. This next one, number four, has been so revolutionary for me. 
read and study information that tends to speak to the average person or the non-addict, not just alcoholics or addicts. Because we want to live outside that box. Again, we always remember we can't engage in that substance or that behavior anymore. But that doesn't mean that all of our information comes from recovery material. If we do that, we're missing out on so much. I remember the first time I read Jonathan Livingston Siegel by, uh, by Mr. Bach. And Jonathan is a seagull, of all things, and he learns how to fly. Had nothing to do with addiction, but it had everything to do with learning how to spread my wings and ignore limits that other people would put on me or I would allow them to put on me or I would put on myself. And I learned how to break all of the aerodynamic rules of flying and soaring and diving and exploring new heights. If you've never read Jonathan Livingston Siegel, I invite you to. I'm a huge fan and student of the late, great um, Stephen Covey and Zig Ziglar and Napoleon Hill and some of the other great motivational, Tony Robbins, um, just giants in the, in the normalcy, in the growing, in the ever-expanding notion of who we are. We have to read and study and apply that information to ourselves. Then the next thing, I want us to practice consistency in our life. Consistency is such a big deal. Again, I want to be predictable. In my marriage to Laura, I want Laura to know that usually and typically this is what she can expect of me. I'm a very predictable person. And predictable doesn't mean that we're stupid, boring, and glum. It just means that we're where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there, doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? I want to practice that level of consistency. I want to be able to be relied upon. Very, very important stuff. So we practice that consistency in our life. And it not only makes us feel better about who we are, but those who are around us and relying on us and looking toward us can feel good about who we are as well. So practice consistency in your life. The next one is a biggie, biggie, biggie. Write this down, asterisk it, underline it, highlight it, do whatever you want to do. Be accountable to people in and out of addiction. Be accountable. We must be accountable. We need to listen to others who care for us and then hear what they have to say, and not just listen, but hear, and then act upon what we've heard. In and out of addiction, I still look to people for recovery advice on, on working with someone else or, or just gaining a new insight into the maintenance steps, which for me are steps 10, 11, and 12, right? cleaning house, trusting God, and working with others. I'm, I get counsel and advice like that from my dear friend and sponsor, Will. I'm accountable to him in those areas, as well as people out of recovery 
who just I look to as 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 people who've learned how to live, and I want to understand how they've expanded their mind, and how they have become even more normal and more honest and more truthful and more reliable and more usual and more typical, yet still contributing and continuing to grow in these areas of their life. So be accountable to people in and out of addiction. Number seven, daily PDR. One of my mentors when I was in sales years ago was a fellow by the name of Tom Hopkins, Master of the Art of Selling. Just a genius when it comes to a pure sales approach. And Tom would teach the PDR. And the PDR is very simple. Practice, drill, and rehearse. Every day. Practice, drill, and rehearse. What do we practice, drill, and rehearse? Well, we practice, drill, and rehearse steps one through six or steps 1 through 12, or if you're in a different program that has 10 steps or whatever, or maybe you've designed your own steps. It really doesn't matter. You know, I remember when Laura and I years ago were were going through our first marriage counseling to really get our marriage on track to make sure that we were going to not only be together forever, but but be growing and happy and, and loving and cherishing each other to the fullest. And we would have to practice, drill, and rehearse things that would enrich our marriage, even in being a parent, right? I've got five children and, and 10 grandchildren now, and and I'm practiced drilling, rehearsing, being a dad and a grandparent, right? There's always another way to do something better or do it more um, or, or do something new. But I need to make a daily commitment to my recovery. I need to take time to pray and to meditate, to ask God for direction, I need to find and stay close to people who are committed to the same goals. I need to read and study information that tends to speak to the average person, not only to addicts. Then I need to practice consistency in my life. I need to be accountable to people in and out of addiction. And then I need to do the PDR, which is the practice, drill, and rehearse. And when we do this, we can achieve a sense of normalcy, We can be considered a person who has a type of standard or a regular pattern that's characterized by being considered usual, typical, or routine. I hope this has helped. I hope that that you want to be normal. I hope that you want to become the best version of you possible. I hope that you find a way that's going to work for you beyond where you thought you could be, to stretch those goals, to reach even higher, to be even a better version of who we thought we could ever be. Thank you so much for joining uh, Recovery Guy, Recovery Guy podcast. Hey, great announcement. You can go to recoveryguy.org and in the drop-down menu, you can now go to patreon.com. Go to recoveryguy.org Click on the menu, go to Patreon, it'll take you to my link. So many people have been asking, how do we support you? We want to be a part of your your mission, your recovery movement. How do we give to you? Well, now this is a way. You can now support us for $25 a month. I'm going to set up a, a crowdfunding 
way where you can give a larger amount one time. But if you wanted to support us $25 a month, you are more than welcome and appreciated to do so. Go to recoveryguy.org, do the drop-down menu, go to Patreon, put in your information, and begin supporting the Recovery Guide movement. I hope that you do. And, and based on that, you and I can have a conversation per month. Um, we will Snapchat. We will, we will uh, WeChat, uh, any type of social media. We can get together. We can do a, a, a FaceTime. We can, we can do whatever you want to do to sit and have a 30-minute conversation and see where you're at with things. But please consider uh, helping sponsor this podcast and, and helping us do more things for more people with the Recovery Guy movement. Of course, you can find us at the Recovery Guy, uh, Recovery underscore Guy on Instagram, the Recovery Guy on uh, uh, Facebook, or any of the major podcast channels. Let us know what we can do to help you become well. Thank you again for joining us today. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.